Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Being that uh, the class today is remote, <clears throat> we are going to uh, do the entire class online. You know the world stands upon three things, Torah, Avoda, Ogumilas Chasadim, which is through prayer, charity, and through the study of Torah. So we're going to start with charity. Take a pushka in your own home. If you don't have a pushka, take a uh, plastic cup and put money into that cup. That's the way we're going to give charity. And when the pushka becomes full, you'll give it to your local charity. Again, or you could write out a check or go online right now and send it to a charity of yours. So we start with charity. Tzedakah also saves lives. And at uh, this time we need all the healing that we can get. So we start with tzedakah. Now we're going to continue with prayer. So if you have, uh, thank you God for making me a woman. We have over there in appendix number six, the bridge daily prayers for women, but men can also say it. We start with the modani. We put our hands together. We lower our head. Modani. Ani lufanecha, Melech Chai Vikayam, Shachzarta B, Nishmasi, Bechemla, Rabba, Emunasecha. We offer thanks to you, living and eternal King, for you have mercifully restored my soul within me. Your faithfulness is great. So we start with the Modani in the morning. We thank God for giving us back our soul. And there we continue to make the bracha for the study of Torah. Baruch, Ata, Adinoi, Aleinu, Melech, Olam, Asher, Bachar, Banu, Mikal, Hamim, Venas, Alano, Es, Teira, Soi, Baruch, Ata, Adinoi, Neisena, Teira. Continue now with the priestly blessing, which has all the blessings that we need for health and for long life and for protection. Yivarecha, Adinoi, Vishmarecha, Yair, Adinoi, Panav, Elecha, Vichunecha. Yisa Adinoi Panav Elecha Vyase Mlecha Shalom. We now continue with number four to accept upon ourselves to love our fellow as ourself, which is so important at this time of strife and pandemic. Harini Mekabel Alai Mitzvas Asei Shel Vyahafta Lereacha Kamocha. I hereby undertake to fulfill the positive commandment. Love your fellow as yourself. When God sees his children united as one, he gives us additional blessing. Now to take your right hand and place it over your eyes to recite the Shema. Shema Yisrael, Adinoi Eleheinu, Adinoi Echad. Baruch, Shem, Kavod, Machusol, Leolam, Va'ed. Number six, Tzarechei Amcha Yisrael Merubim, V'daitam Ketzara, Yihi Ratzayin Mufanecha, Adinoi Eliyeinu, Shetitein Lachal Echad V'echad Kedei Parnasasai, Yolachal Guvia Uguvia Dei Machsayra, Atoi Beinecha Asei Baruch Ata Adinoi Shemeya Tefila. Number seven, Ach, Tzadikim, Yoidu, Lishmecha, Yeshvu, Yisharim, Es, Panecha. And number eight, Admasai, 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 until when, until when, until when are we going to be in Golos? Until when do we have to suffer? Until when will it take for God to bring Mashiach? Okay, now we recited the morning prayers. We continue now with Tehillim. 
to have in mind all those who are sick and need a speedy recovery, a miraculous recovery, and to protect us not to get sick, and that God bring about a swift, a swift recovery to the entire world, and someone out there find a, a remedy for this terrible pandemic. So have in mind all of these things when we say to Hillim. We're going to say to Hillim Psalm number 20 and Psalm number 150. Lam start against uh, Psalm 20 at home. If you have a book of Psalms, open it up. If not, repeat after me. Lam Natsayach, Mizmer le David. Yancha, Adinoi, Yoim, Sada. Isagevcha, Shem, Alehe, Yaakov. Yishlach Ezracha Mikoidesh Mitsia in Yisadeka Yisker Kolm Nechesecha Velazcha Yidash Nesela Yitain Lecha Chavavecha Vechal Atzascha Yimale Nidanina Bishuasecha Uvesheim Elihenu Nidgel Yimale Adinoi Kol Mishali Secha Ata Yadaiti Ki Hoshia Adinoi Mishichoi Yaneu Mishmei Kotshoi Bigvurais Yesha Yeminoi Ela Berechev Ela Vasusim Anachnu Bishay Marinoi Alehenu Naskir Hema Koru Vinafalu Vanachnu Kamnu Vanisaidod Adinoi Hoshia Hamelech Yanenu Vyoim Korenu. We're going to add today because of the pandemic. Psalm number 23. Again, if you have a Tehillim at home, look inside. You can read it in any language. God understands all languages. Psalm 23. Mizmer le David. Adinoi, Roi, lo yechser. Binois deshe yarbitseni al mei menuchai shinaleni. Nafshi yushoivev yancheni b'magli tzedek l'man shimoi. Gam kielech b'geitz almoves. We continue now with the last song, 150. Again, have in mind that God bring a speedy recovery to the entire world for all humanity and that our family is safe and secure. Psalm 150, the last psalm in the book of Psalms. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to start again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Eil bikotshay. Hallelujah. Berikia uzay. Hallelujah. Bikvuraisav. Hallelujah. Kroiv gudloy. Hallelujah, Beseka Shoifar, Hallelujah, Benevel Vechiner, Hallelujah, Besoif, Umachoil, Hallelujah, Beminim Vihugav, Hallelujah, Betsutzle Shama, Hallelujah, Betsutzle Sirua, Kailan Shama, Tahallelujah, Hallelujah. As Jews, we live with the times, and so we live with the Pasha of the week. To live with the Pasha of the week means that the Pasha of the week gives life and gives hope and gives encouragement. So what is the message of this week's Pasha of Yaakel and Pekudei, the last two portions of the Torah in the book of Exodus? And we also, this Shabbos, read a third portion, which is the portion of HaChodesh, Hazel Lochem, 
In other words, we would take out two Sefer Torah, the Shabbos, and the first Torah portion, or the first Sefer Torah, we would read a double portion of Yaakov Kudai, the last two parashiyot of the book of Exodus. And in the second Torah, we would read the portion of HaChodesh HaZelachim to make for yourself a new calendar. How does all of this connect with COVID-19? So let's talk about COVID-19 for a moment and connect it to the Parsha and see what we can derive from this and receive some guidance and inspiration. Number one, COVID-19 is really an acronym for Coronavirus Disease 19 for the year 2019. It's interesting that 19 in Kabbalah represents a very powerful number. It is the gematria of the word Chava, which is the mother of all life, the first woman to be created by God her himself. And the number 19 is also the miloi of Shemavaya, which means the filler letters of God's ineffable name. We'll soon see what that means. Number two, Corona in Hebrew is from the word Keter, crown. As you know, the virus looks like a crown. In Hebrew, the letter for crown is the letter Chaf, which equals 20. So we have over here two numbers, Corona, which is 20, alluding to God's crown, and then the number 19, which alludes to the filler letters of God's name. What do these two numbers represent? And how is all of this connected to the, the parasha of Vayakel and Pekudeh? The name of Vayakel means to gather. And Moshe Rabbeinu Vayakel, Moshe, Moshe gathered all the Jewish people together. He gathered them together for the purpose of bringing different materials and articles to build the Mishkan, to build a home for God in the desert. That is the meaning of Vayakel. Pekudeh. Pekudeh represents the details. To count all of the various articles, every detail, every material, every piece of gold, silver, bronze, copper that was offered and brought for the Holy Temple. So in other words, Vayakel represents a general collection for the sake of God. And therefore, the main objective here is God. How do we serve God? How do we fulfill God's will? by being totally subservient to his will and willing to give everything we possess so that God have a dwelling place in this world. So the object and the, the point of reference here is God. And we, man, woman, child, human, become secondary. Pekude, the second parsha, is the opposite. And that is that we see the details in this physical world you see the details in creation, and yet, after seeing and recognizing these details, we now ask ourselves, how can we refine these details so that God dwell amongst us? So, the difference between Vayakil and Pekude is, Vayakil is that first there is a God, and then secondly there is a world. Pekude is, first there is a world, and then we now bring God into the world. This concept 
can be understood between the difference between 19 and 20. Corona is 20, and yet it's called COVID-19. 20 alludes to the essence, God's crown. When you talk about the crown of the king, this is the essence of the king. And therefore, if there is the essence of the king, nothing else exists besides God. Therefore, one is totally subservient to the will of God. You don't even exist. You're simply an accessory of God. This in Chassidus and Kabbalah is called bitul, a total self-nullification. As the Talmud says, A person needs to ask himself every morning when he wakes up and he says, That God, thank you for giving me back my soul. You have to ask yourself, why am I here? I am here for one purpose, to serve Hashem. God is the center of my universe. God is everything. And therefore, I am totally subservient to God's will, for God is the crown. That is the number 20. Number 19, Pekude, the second parasha, says there is a world. However, in this world, I need to find God. And therefore, 19, which is the miloi of Shema Vaya, which is the filler letters of God's name, of God's tetragrammaton. In other words, when you, when you write out God's name, the Yud and the He and the Vav and the He, so the, the additional letters of the Yud and the He and the Vav and the He equal 19, alluding to the fact that we have to reveal godliness in the world because first we see world and the world can conceal godliness. 19 represents the idea of revealing godliness in the world, even in the darkest places, even in a place of a pandemic, to reveal God even in that place and create a a dwelling place for God even there. This concept of Vayakil and Pekude, which is building the temple, was prefaced by, by last week's parsha of collecting the half a dollars. And in the portion of Pekude, it's also referenced the money that was collected from these half a dollars. We find a very interesting thing pertaining to the half a dollars. It says you shall give a half a shekel. And all the commentaries ask the question, everything in Judaism is supposed to be whole, complete. You're supposed to light the menorah, fill it up to the top. When you make Kiddush Friday night, you fill the becher all the way to the top. You don't fill it halfway. And even the wine pours over the sides. When you give a, a sacrifice in the Holy Temple, you have to give a complete animal, not a half animal. You can't give a polka, a wing, a chicken, a chicken neck. You have to give the entire animal for a sacrifice to Hashem. And the same is true when you give charity, it has to be with a smile and you have to give a, a nice from, from your finest and from your best to God. Yet, all of a sudden, the Torah says, give only half a dollar, half a shekel. And the answer is, why to give a half a shekel? For a person needs to know that they are incomplete, that we are only half. We are half, and who is the other half? That is God. If you realize that you are insignificant, and you are incomplete, and you are only half, and the other half is God, then you have fulfilled your obligation of your dedication to the Holy Temple. Furthermore, the idea of giving this charity and support of the Holy Temple, as the Torah says, by giving these charities, there will not be a pandemic amongst the Jewish people. What's the reason? Because every Jew gave a half a dollar, and therefore we are now considered to be an individual. What does that mean? There's a law that if you have a pot of, of chalent, of meat, and a little milk falls into the pot of meat, 
So we say that, can you eat the meat pot? Can you eat the cholent or not? If there's 60 times more meat than the milk that fell into the pot, we say, bottle b'shishim. It becomes nullified one to 60. That is true when you're talking about a drop of milk or coffee that falls into a big stew, a big chicken soup or a big cholent. Then it's nullified one to 60. However, if... It's something which is a davar chashu, something that you count. For example, if you have the reverse, if you have a big pot of, of porridge and a big steak falls into it, we don't say if there is 60 times more porridge in this pot, we'll have to eat the steak together with the milk. On the contrary, being that you see the steak, it's a davar chashu, it's something which you count, it is something which is precious, then it's never nullified. In other words, you have to first remove it from the pot in order to be able to eat from that porridge. And so it's true when the Jewish people gave the half a dollars, each Jew was counted as one. And therefore, because they were counted as one, it's a dover chashuv. A dover chashuv, something which is important, something which is precious, loy bottle, is never nullified. Even elef loy bottle, even if there's a thousand times more you do not become nullified. Implying the fact by giving tzedakah and giving charity, one does not become nullified by the pandemic, but rather one is protected. Kabbalistically, the terminology, elef leibotl, even one to a thousand, you do not become nullified, alludes to a very spiritual Kabbalistic level of elef is from the word alif, which means the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which is also alufei shaloyla which alludes to Almighty God, who is the master of the universe. In other words, even in this universe, one does not become nullified. Why? Because he is beyond the master of the universe. Because God, when he created the universe, created the world with the name of Elohim, which is the name of judgment, and the name of contraction, and the name of limitation. But by the fact that one gives tzedakah, one becomes afilu elef lebatol, one becomes higher than creation, higher than nature, higher than the level of God that created the universe. And that is why the Zohar says, Yisrael and Kuchabrihu kulei chad. Israel and God are truly one. It doesn't say kulei echad. It lacks the alif of echad. But rather kulei chad are one. Even beyond the Aleph of Alufei Shaloylam, even beyond the Aleph of the master of the universe. Why? Because we are beyond the universe. We are beyond nature. We are beyond a pandemic. And so we see the importance of, of giving tzedakah at this time in your home, taking a few coins and putting it into the pushka, for this protects a, a person from this terrible malady. So, to bring it all together, we are now at a time when the entire world is trembling. And we ask ourselves, what is the message over here? I would like to refer to a story and a statement that the Rebbe made at the time of the trial of the Chabad Lubavitch Library. At that time, the Rebbe said that one of the arguments of the plaintiffs 
who wanted to take the library away from Agudez Hasidic Chabad, from the Chabad movement, was that Lubavitch is inactive. And the Rebbe said, what do you mean Lubavitch is inactive? We know that there are people who are working every single day, day and night, to, to spread Yiddishkeit and Chassidis and putting on film with Jews and mezuzahs and helping people in old age homes. How can you say Lubavitch is inactive? And the Rebbe said, even though we know that Chabad Lubavitch is active, but the fact that in court there was a statement that Lubavitch is inactive needs to awaken within us a deeper, deeper sense of commitment and say to ourselves, perhaps we're not doing enough. Perhaps we could do a lot more. And therefore, con- considerably, considering how much more we can do, then we are therefore inactive. And the Rebbe went on to explain that this is the story of the Alter Rebbe, Al-Tarebbe when he was in prison. So at that time, the captain asked him, why is it that the Torah says that after Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden, God turned to Adam and said, Adam, Ayaka, where are you? Doesn't God know everything? Al-Tarebbe told the captain, who was not Jewish, but yet very well, well-versed in the entire 24 books of the, the Bible, the Rebbe said to him, Rashi, the classic commentary, the logician on the Torah, already answers the question. The captain told the Alter Rebbe, I'm familiar with Rashi's answer. And we all know the answer of Rashi. Rashi basically said that God tells Adam, Ayeka, where are you? Because God did not want to scare him. He wanted Adam to admit to his mistake. However, the captain told the Alter Rebbe, I'm familiar with this answer of Rashi. Perhaps you can give me a better answer. And it says that the Al-Tarebbe put his holy head into his holy hands and he meditated for a moment or two. And then he said the following, do you believe the Torah is eternal? And the captain said, yes. Do you believe the Torah talks to all humankind? And the captain said, yes. So the Al-Tarebbe went on to say, if that is the case, for example, a person who is 62 years old, which was the exact age of the captain, God turns to him every day of his life and says, Ayeka, where are you? What have you accomplished here in this world? Are you fulfilling your purpose and your mission of why your soul has ascended down here upon earth? When the captain heard this, he realized the important message. And he changed his life for the better. But the Rebbe went on to say, interestingly, that this teaching that the Alter Rebbe gave the captain also inspired the Alter Rebbe himself. The Alter Rebbe at that time, being in prison for 53 days, had much time to contemplate and meditate and to go into a state of uh, his boininus and his boidedus. And therefore, the Alter Rebbe had a desire and a yearning to leave the physical world. However, after he spoke about this, Ayaka, where are you? He realized that he, the Alter Rebbe, who was an Hashem HaChadosh, a new soul, came down to the world for a purpose, and that is to change the world by teaching them the secrets of Kabbalah and Chassidus. And therefore, the Alter Rebbe now needed to recalculate and to begin to spread Chassidus even more. And thus we have the expression in, in, in Chassidus and by Chabad, Noch Petersburg, after Petersburg, or after Petersburg, when the Rebbe came out of prison, he began to teach Chassidus much more on a much deeper level and a much wider level. And the same is true now that we have time to sit at home and time to contemplate. It's a time we have to ask ourselves, why are we here? Are we inactive? Yes, there's no question we're doing all these amazing things. There was never a time that so many Jewish children went to yeshiva. 
There was never a time that there was so much Torah being studied through Rambam, daily Rambam, and Chumash, and Tehillim, and Tanya, and, and the daily, the daily Gomorrah, the Daf Yomi, etc., etc. However, we have to ask ourselves, perhaps we are inactive. What is the reason that there is a terrible decree, a spiritual decree, that Jews should not be able to enter into synagogues? Why is there a spiritual decree that young Jewish children should not be able to go to yeshiva and study Torah? Perhaps we are inactive. Perhaps we are not using the shul for the right purpose. Maybe we're going to shul simply to socialize rather than to pray. Perhaps we are going to school to play with our friends and to, and to leave the home only because we don't want to be bored all day. Are the teachers really dedicating themselves to their children or they simply want to collect a paycheck? And these are the questions we have to ask ourselves at this time. Maybe God is telling us something. You're doing an amazing job. Kinahara, children are learning Torah. Yidin are learning Torah. We're davening every five minutes. is another minion every place in town. However, are we davening for the sake of Hashem? Or are we simply davening because we want to make a living? Are we davening on the deeper level, which means to das or keavicha, to know your father, to connect with your father, to have an intimate relationship with God? Or are we simply davening because we want to get out of the house? And these are questions we have to ask ourselves at this very important time. Are we inactive? Or are really ayeka? Where are we? What are we doing to make this world a better place and change reality for the future? And so, to make some conclusions and some uh, suggestions... First and foremost, this Shabbos, many people will not be in shul this Shabbos. However, is that Moshe gathered the Jewish people to teach them about Shabbos. The Talmud says, if all the Jewish people keep just one Shabbos, Mashiach will come. The Altarebbe writes in Tanya, in this week's Tanya, that the whole purpose of creation was Yumoisa Mashiach, is that Mashiach should come and and the resurrection of the dead. What does that mean? It means that the whole purpose of creation was for this time. A time when the entire world will be united as one with friendship, camaraderie, with love and dedication for God. And therefore this Shabbos, when we are told you're not allowed to go to the shul and you should not go to work, we have only one choice to stay at home with our families. It's a good time to light the Shabbos candles. It's a good time to make Kiddush. It's a good time to sing Zemiros with your family and to reunite with your family. And perhaps this will be the one Shabbos that we need to bring an end to Golos, to bring an end to exile. Number two, to increase in charity. Even though you're home, take a pushka. Every day, put money into the pushka. Take all your children together. It could be a nickel, a dime, a quarter. Do it once a day, twice a day, and before Shabbos, before the lighting of the Shabbos candles, to increase in charity. We are told, pertaining to Tzedakah, that a person is willing to give as much as he needs to save his life. Here we are talking about saving lives and spiritual lives, and how much more so physical lives. And therefore, instead of giving the money to doctors and to hospitals, put the money into the pushka. Number three, Avas Yisrael, to strengthen a brotherly love. And we have to overlook all of the deficiencies of our neighbors, of our family. It's very easy to love your family and to love your friends when you're never home. You go to school in the morning, 6 o'clock, you come home at night, 12 o'clock. And for five minutes you got to talk to your kids and to your spouse and everything is hunky-dory, is perfect. However, to sit in a house now for two weeks together, this is truly a challenge. And this is really the meaning of Avash Yisrael, to overlook all the deficiencies of one the other, simply find the good that we have one and the other. 
and focus on that good and praise one another and care for each other. Sit together and make a salad and make a kiddush and make chicken and, and work together and learn a little Torah and dive in together. And this is the way we're going to strengthen Avash Yisrael. When the father sees his children getting together, this is the greatest pleasure the father has. And then God once again will remove all of these terrible things. Furthermore, it's important to note, as the Rebbe explained many times, that God is Magdim Rufur Lamaka, that Almighty God, before He brings a malady into the world, He already introduced the remedy. Regardless of how this terrible malady came into the world, was it done by, by individuals, or was it done accidentally, or was it done simply through, through Almighty God? However, before there is a malady introduced to the world, already there is a Rufur, already there is a medicine that is out there, that needs to be discovered. And so we need to pray for the breakthrough that God should choose someone to be the right shaliach, the right messenger, to be able to bring this cure to the world. Number two, it's important to know this is not a punishment. On the contrary, God loves every single one of us. We are all his children. Just like we as parents love our children, even though we have crazy kids, wild kids, nutsy kids, yet all of us love our children no matter how much craziness they have. The same is true, Hashem, who is infinite, loves us even more. And it says in Tehillim, King David writes, that God will redeem the Jewish people from all of their problems, from all of their tsaris, from all of their difficulties, from all of their, their maladies. And even though perhaps we can say we, are, we have violated some of Torah law, then it says, then it says, he will then purify us and he will redeem us from our sins. But before he purifies us from our sins and redeems us from our sins, God will definitely protect us from all of our tsaris, all of our problems. And we need to know at this time, God tells us, I am together with you in your pain and in your suffering. Not only is God there on an external level of Elohim, but Anoichi, the essence of God, the crown, the corona is with us at this time. God is with every single Jew. In his time of pain and suffering. And this is the Chazak, Chazak, Venus Chazak. This is the conclusion of the second book of the Torah. When we finish the Torah reading of the second book, we say Chazak, Chazak, Venus Chazak, to be strengthened and to be strengthened. And to be strengthened. What does that mean? That this is the inspiration to move ahead, to read the Pasha of Achoydish. That after we know that we're doing all that we can, number one, to dedicate our time to God and to use out the physical to make it spiritual, then we must realize that we are moving on to Pasha Chodesh, a new, a new month. A new month, God is telling us we are going to see now a new world. Things are going to transform for the good. But it has to start within you. You need to find this new world, this new life in yourself. And by making new resolutions to become, instead of inactive, to become more active in your community, with your family, and in the world around us, we are sure to have a chodesh, a month of nisim, a, a month of miracle that's about to unfold with the coming of Passover very, very soon. And so we hope and pray that God will truly have rachmanis, God will truly have mercy upon us, upon the Jewish people, upon the entire world, all of humankind, all of God's children. And to bring about the true keser, the true crown, that Hashem will be melech hakola oretz. God will truly be king and united by all the nations of the world. On that day, God will be one, and His name will be one. And not only Echad with the Aleph, 
which is Alufei Shalolam, not only will God be recognized as the master of the universe, but rather we will see Atmos, the essence of God, which is the crown of God, which is higher than creation. With the new world order, with the coming of Mashiach, speedily in our days, to wish everybody again health and gesund and nachas. And tremendous, tremendous achtos, love and, and unity amongst the Jewish people and amongst all humankind. And to bring about this remedy and this blessing with the coming of Mashiach, of Mashiach b'mheira, b'meinu, amen, mamosh, mamosh, chazak, chazak, v'niz chazik. God bless all of you. Uh, yeah.